is the Better Life, Better Work show, and I'm your host, Allison Crow. I'm an intuitive life and business coach here to help you create better life and better work. I help super successful people, you know, the recovering overachievers, put the soul back in their lives, and I help soulful people create success. On this show, topics range from the mystic to the logistic, and our content will support your being and your doing while on your path to create better life and better work. More is not better. Better is better. Hey, hey, y'all. It's week two of my September sabbatical, and that means resharing another important conversation with you on the show today. Last week, we talked about the importance of your emotional P&L, and this week, I want us to revisit core values. This conversation was inspired by an actual life coaching call inside the Soulful Success community, and it is being shared with permission from the group members. Uh, And the topic is a member wanting to get back on track. That phrase, right? We've all said it. I want to get back on track. I feel off track. I feel stuck. Getting back on track is a common thing we all feel at times. And I've got some lessons to share with you about how you can check in with your core values and really assess what's going on so that you can get back to where you want to be. This conversation that my solely peeps had gave some great insights, and I think it's a conversation worth sharing in case it's where you're at right now as well. I encourage you to listen to this one with a journal or your notepad, somewhere where you can pay attention to insights and really borrow the wisdom that comes out of this call. There's some juicy insights, but also some great questions for you to reflect on. Here you go and see you next week. This is episode number 55. Hello, hello, gang. Allison Crow here, your favorite life coach. And today I'm bringing you something exciting. Today is the first in a new series we are calling Lessons from Life Coaching Calls. So in my Soulful Success membership, if you think of it like a community center or, you know, a yoga center or gym that has supportive classes, you don't go to every single one, but I do provide a variety of live coaching sessions for my clients. And we have business coaching and we have life coaching in addition to some training. So today is going to be the first in the series of lessons learned in life coaching. And what I love is these are topics that come up organically for my clients that I know will relate to you. And so today we had a super powerful call on the call today. And I got really excited. Um, you know, you never know what's going to come up, but when this, I'm going to share with you in a moment, one of my clients uh, gave permission for me to share this kind of journey and the story and the, the story of our call today with you guys. Actually, all my clients gave permission for me to talk about what we talked on, on the call today. And it's so fun because one client was being coached in her situation and everybody else on the call was like, oh my gosh, I was able to put that in my life. I was able to plug it into my life and my being where it works for me. So I'm excited to introduce this series. And today we are going to be talking about one of the foundational tools in life coaching. And sometimes as a very experienced coach or the more experience you have, you can also often forget these. 
And just the way that my client presented um, her situation today and what she wanted to be coached on, it very quickly became the topic of values clarification. So let me give you a little bit of a setup for how this showed up. I have a long-standing member. She's actually been in and out. Actually, she's been in, in many of my programs since I think 2013. She has been a long-time member. She's definitely super solely member of my coaching program. And since school's been out with her kids, uh, she's been spending lots of time not only with her immediate family, but extended family. And there's a, for a lot of people, there's a big shift. There was a big shift in the May, June, and she's been feeling really funky. And um, she um, had been, you know, she she came into our group the other day and was saying, oh yeah, I'm hiding. I'm coming back out. I've been in a funk. I just wanted to out myself and share that I intend to come back. And, you know, I'm. I, she was pulling herself out of a little bit of a funk she'd been in. And so today she wanted some coaching around that and she was a little discouraged because she'd felt um, definitely very blah and had more undercover days than she wished. And um, she was wanting to not only get her energy and vitality back on track, but also get her money back on track. And so she also presented saying that, you know, she'd had the last four years of very stable and reliable income. And through the last season, it's dropped. And so that was discouraging. And she was just feeling a little bit of lost. And so as we began to talk, I could hear in her language um, a couple of things. I mean, a lot of times it's so easy to automatically go to our thinking, but I decided to play with this concept that nothing was wrong at first and that there is no should or shoulding. And then we got to this place where she said something about not spending much time in personal development. And she had even asked, like, I, I can't even know what inner work is now. Like, what is inner work? Because we often talk about inner work and we talk about outer work. And the way I hold that in context is inner work is doing your thought work, your emotional work, your spiritual work that sets up your thinking and feelings so that you take outer work. And outer work is actions. Outer work is strategy and implementation and experimentation. And so she was like, I can't even think of what inner work is right now. What is inner work? And as I began to listen, I could hear her emotional exhaustion and I could hear places in her life where she was feeling empty. And I recognized this tried and true technique that we all learn in coaching school. It's one of the very first things we do. And when I work one-on-one -on -one with clients, it's one of the very first things I do is I do a values clarification exercise. And we do an exercise and there's a couple ways you can do it. Like you can do it. Um, I have a way that I can do it with one-on-one -on -one clients through a conversation and it draws out their values. And then I also have a handy dandy, um, you know, a workbook exercise to work through core values. And so um, I brought this up to my client and I began asking her about her core values. I know she's done them with me. And I asked it, I asked it, <laughs> I asked her if she could remember 
her core values. And so we kind of work through those really quickly. Um, I know her well enough to know what some of them are. And one of hers is spending time with her family. And that she felt like that was very high. Um, giving back and volunteering is one of hers. And she felt like that was very, very high. We were rating them on a scale of one to 10. And uh, there were a couple of others. But when we got to her value of personal growth and development, that tank was really dry. And so we were able to recognize that when I teach values clarifications, I teach from this concept that once you are aware of your deep core driving values, and we usually have five to six, and everything else that we value fits in one of those columns, there's actually some languaging in doing the, the, you know, the private one-on-one conversation way of drawing it out that you ask people. So for example, let's say you're trying to decide if personal growth is more valuable to you or money is more valuable to you. And let's, so yeah, money's valuable to me. Which one's more valuable? If you knew that one included the other, which one is more valuable? Well, personal growth is more valuable. And when you allow personal growth to be valuable, does money get fed? And the answer in this example is yes. And so everything you value is included in your highest, it's actually the lowest common denominator. It's not the highest. I don't, I don't know that math is the best thing to use with this, but we realize that in these five to six core values, everything else fits in. So as I'm talking to my client and others in the room are watching her, it was fascinating to watch this process where you know, I, I use the analogy. I said, if you were driving a vehicle, would you judge yourself if your gas tank got close to empty or empty? And she was like, well, no, it's, it's, it's kind of a matter of fact thing. I, on the way back from lunch today, looked down. My fuel gauge is close to empty. I have no unuseful thoughts about it. I have no, I shoulda, coulda, woulda. And so my client had showed up kind of like, oh, I shoulda done this. I shoulda done this. And, and I said, well, so does all the shoulda, coulda, and woulda-ing and judging yourself for what the past has been, you know, you've been overextended in volunteering. You've been spending time with your family and on vacation, not only with your family, but extended family. You haven't had a lot of time to do your own personal things. Your kids are now home for the summer. Like you had a major transition. If you didn't judge it, what would it feel like? What could it be like? In the same way that we notice that our fuel tank is empty. I don't know about you, but I don't beat myself up. I don't go, oh man, I'm a horrible human being. I'm doing life wrong because my fuel tank is empty. And so I love personal development. I love thought work. I love thought curiosity. I love spiritual thinking. I love coming at my own thinking with curiosity. And sometimes there's actually a little bit more data 
And we can use data that we know to assess a situation. And I noticed one of the things that those of us who are in personal development often do, especially if you're not a highly detailed person, is that we tend to emotionalize and psychoanalyze everything. Now, in some cases, this totally helps, but others of us end up in a spinning cycle of self-judgment that isn't useful, that begins to create more shitty thoughts, and shitty thoughts end up creating shitty experience of any circumstance that you have. So we had fun today looking at this, and it was fascinating when she recognized, oh, I have these five value tanks, and four of them are actually above half full. A couple of them are even overflowing. They're really good. But one of them is completely empty. And so just like a big rig tanker truck, even some small trucks here, I am from Texas, y'all, some trucks have multiple gas tanks. And so I use this um, analogy of the giant big rig and they have a couple of tanks. Um, you know, we as human beings, our values are our life energizers and our values. And when those values are being met, it is the intrinsic fuel that brings energy and joy to your life and work. And when your values are all being met, you are, there goes uh, the dogs and dad coming home from the day. So when your values are all being met, you are enjoying life, you're functioning well and at your best. And when even one value is low, it can throw your whole system off. And so if you imagine that each one of these values is a fuel tank that supports your life, when all five tanks are full, light, that's flow state. That's when life is working. Um, circumstances don't really get to us. We Life works almost magically. We find satisfaction and jo- joy. We're in the flow state. But even when one tank is off and the other four are full, it's as if a car is trying to make it down the road with a full gas tank, but the engine oil tank is completely dry, right? And so when you have a vehicle, you need all the elements of your vehicle to be highly functioning. And when one of our core values is not being met, it's so easy to forget that it's as simple as filling that tank, And so what was so fun is I noticed this client has already started filling that tank. She'd already taken two major acts. She didn't even know that tank was empty. We identified that today. And then I said, hey, by the way, you've already started filling it, right? You, you, you weren't sure why. You weren't sure why you were feeling this way, but at some point you got tired of hiring under the covers and you came into the group and said, hi, here I am. This is what's been going on with me. I've been feeling off and down. Could my friends check on me? And I'm getting back in the groove. I'm going to be more present and I'm going to be more connected. Basically, she is re-plugging in to the community that supports her in personal and professional growth, in mindset, thinking, essentially filling her brain with people and thoughts that 
increase the level of fuel in the personal growth tank. And then the second thing she did was volunteer today. When I ask, when everybody comes on, I ask who wants to be coached today. And she raised her hand. And that was the second thing. Like she was willing to say, I've got something that's feeling sticky. I'd like to be coached. And just by doing those two things, she's already taken her fuel tank level from zero to four, right? And so now she realizes, oh, I'm not running on fumes anymore. And she could do a quick scan of the other areas of her life. And what was so fun, especially money-wise, because this this is a, she does a business too. It was like, oh, when my personal development tank is full, when I'm spending time listening to podcasts, reading books, I'm spending time in this community where, you know, she said in her family, and we, many of us have families like this, like our families may or may not be into personal growth. Her family isn't into personal growth. Her in-laws, that's fine. And so sometimes when we are in a transition or we spend a lot of time with a new community that thinks differently, it, we do kind of, you know, we entrain with those thoughts and those patterns. And she said it just was so frustrating because here she is trying to not only live her best life, but she's also lovingly values being better and thinking better and loving on her business and loving on herself. And so as she got back into that, as she got back into that, she could see, oh, this is actually going to start helping me. All right. So we had this experience with this one client. And what was fun is sometimes sometimes on these life coach calls, a client um, has a little bit longer time in the soul seat. And I always love to check in with some of the other members who are live, like, how is this impacting you? And one of my other clients had come to the call and on his check-in, he had said, you know, last week I was really low in energy and feeling off. And this week I'm feeling really present and connected. And so we took this idea of these values clarifications without even doing doing the whole, you know, without even knowing the the details of the values, I was able to ask him, can you see something in your life that changed in the last week that would cause this week to feel better than last week did? Like, what are the outer circumstances? Was there a value tank that was empty and it got filled? You know, just kind of doing a little bit of self-investigation and self-curiosity because he originally did ask, he's like, why does this happen? Why are we fine one week and connected and the next week we like kind of get in a little hovel and we get low energy and then we stay in there. And he was starting to do the same thing. Like we start to psychoanalyze it. And yes, there's a gazillion reasons, but it was so fun to have him check in. And he said, oh, I can recognize what the difference is. I had a total shift in environment. And so this one, let me know, let me know if you're listening to this, if this one gets you. So for my work from home entrepreneurs, for my solopreneurs and for my company of one people, even though we have these online connection worlds, if you are not out in the world regularly, I experience this often. So not only do I work from home, but I'm seven miles from the nearest restaurant, coffee shop, 
um, anything like that. And I am 20 miles from the nearest co-working space. So I live way outside of Austin, Texas. I actually live outside of the city limits, three cities outside of Austin, Texas. And so it's very different from being in the hustle and bustle and where you're able to co-work or meet with other people. And so I spend a lot of time at home and I'm also an introvert. And because I'm introverted and independent, I can forget that one of my highest values is connection. And without even realizing it, my connection fuel tank can get empty and I can slip into a funk. And so it was fun to see my client have that self-awareness that he was starting to feel stale at home. He went to go stay um, with some relatives and stay in their place. And just the energy shift in environment shifted things for him, right? And so here's another thing about human beings I want us to realize. We have two opposing needs. We have both the need for security and surety, but we also have the need for shaking things up. We have a need for something different. We have a need for cognitive dissonance. And so this was fun. Back when I was talking to my original client, um, I asked her, I was like, what is the weather like where you are? And she said, it's raining. And I said, so do you judge the rain today where you are on the Pacific Northwest area? I said, how do you judge that? And she said, I think it's bad. (laughs) And I tell you what, here where I am in the Austin, Texas area, it's 99 degrees. It's probably a heat index of 110 and it's really humid. And man, I would love some rain here today, right? It would be good for the earth. And so What's amazing is too much rain, rain over and over and over again is going to feel yuck. But it's the magic of the rain and the sunshine. It's the magic of the changing seasons and the ever-changing weather that helps us to feel good. I also asked this question on the call today. I said, how many of you love the beach? And every single person on the call uh, raised their hand. I think there were, I don't know, 12 or 15 people on the call today. And every single person raised their hand. And I said, for most people, I know this to be true. Some of you might be a little bit more abnormal. But when you get to the beach, especially if you don't live on the beach, you get to the beach, it is like heaven. And then after four, five, six, seven days on the beach, how many of you are so ready to get out of the sandy, humid, salty air and get back to dry, crisp, clean air and uh, fresh water. And every single one of them raised their hand. And I said, so this is similar to, you know, we don't, we may not call it a value, but we forget how much our organic system of body and emotions and spirit needs a little variety, right? Is variety one of your core values? is if you're independent and working alone is connection one of your core values. I've been tracking my moods lately. And so I would track my moods and then I I would just lovingly ask myself, is there anything that contributed to that mood that day? And I noticed every single day that I could, I could, um, that my mood or my day was a nine or 10 with 10 being high, that every single one of those times I had had a significant connection with a family member, with a friend or with a, with clients. 
often that was me when I was connecting in my work with, you know, every time, every day I have a coaching session is always a good day. I cannot think of a day when I had a coaching session that it wasn't a bad day. And so once we're aware of these things, um, once we're aware of these things, we have so much more knowledge to make small shifts. It's big knowledge that helps you make small shifts. So it was so fun to see both of my clients. Um, I, I did have a few more talked about, you know, their version of what value tank was missing, which ones had been recently filled and how they had neglected other ones. And I get it. It can feel like a lot to manage all five or six of these, but I highly, highly recommend that you get to know your core values. And I even um, gave the recommendation for my clients, you know, once a week, even if you set like your phone, hey, remind me once a week to check in with my core values. And we do a little what's called scaling, where on a scale of one to 10, how am I doing with connection? On a scale of one to 10, how am I doing with growth? On a scale of one to 10, these are mine. How are How am I doing with my sense of recognition and appreciation? On a scale of one to 10, how am I doing with um, simplicity? On a scale of one to 10, how am I doing with creativity? And, um, and I can see like a lot of the times that I have been depressed, not only is my thinking wonky, but my creativity and connection value tanks have been empty. And those are easy adjustments to make, to get back to center, to get back to flow state, to get back to being energized. Because when we are living in our core values, in alignment with those values, we are energized. And when we are not the life can be sucked out of us. We lose motivation. We start behaviors that are not useful, etc. So here's what I want to offer you. Two things. Number one, I, I, I want to invite you to come to Soulful Success. I'm so not ashamed of doing that. I just want to invite you to come and be a member of Soulful Success. In Soulful Success, I actually have a values clarification exercise available to my clients. Um, it is, it is an exercise that gives you not only takes you through the process of narrowing down from 16 to 21 to five of your most important values, but it also gives you some journaling prompts and some reflections. And then once you know these, I have a little poster of mine that I keep on my phone that I drew for myself, which was, um, you know, my energy, I call it my energizers, right? And so this is a really foundational piece for you to have that helps you know what are your energizers. And the next time that you feel off or depleted, you can double check those core value tanks and see which one or two needs a little bit of love. And I guarantee you will be back on track before you know it. And so the way to get that is through Soulful Success. 
Um, and I'm happy to talk personally with you about your core values. I loved, it was so fun to bring this up. Um, one of the things I love about life coaching calls is the client brings the content. I'm not, I'm not saying this is what we're talking about today. The client brings, as Susan Scott um, says with her coaching people, she says, of all the things on your plate, what's the one thing that would make the biggest difference in your life today? And I love how we can narrow it down and realize we've got a lot of things going in our life. We've got a lot of things going in our work. And if I trusted myself and knew this one area that I could realign my mindset, realign my spirit, realign my thinking, and realign my environment, I could be so supported and back to flow and creation state almost like that. So it was really fun to see my client, like after we were done, I was like, how do you feel? And she was like, I feel so much more vital than I did when I got on this call. And I see a clear path to filling my tank and getting back in alignment. And that is one of my favorite experiences for a client to have. You know, sometimes there's really deep emotional work and other times it's just a tiny little shift in perception and a new awareness that sets things right. And I have no doubt that this gal will be not only back on track, back in our community, but that she will also be back in her business uh, in a place that she feels really good about. So thanks uh, for spending time with me today. If you do know your core values, tag me in a post on Instagram or Facebook and let me know what your core values are. I think it's so fascinating. And definitely, if you are one of my solis and you are listening to this, so solis are what I call my members. If you are one of my solis, I want you to look for the Soulful Living Coaching Core Values instructions and the core values cards in our Facebook group under the files. And I want you, if you haven't done this exercise, I want you to do it and I want you to share your five to six core values with me, with the group. It's really, really helpful. Thanks, gang. I'll see you next week. As always, thanks for listening. Totally appreciate you thinking about somebody who might really love this episode and you sharing it with them. Also, I always appreciate your reviews. It's like podcast currency. It's like a tip in the jar saying thanks. And finally, if you want to share on social media, a screenshot or any insights you get from listening to this episode, I will totally respond. You can share with the hashtag Better Life, Better Work show. This show is sponsored by my three rescued dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adoption when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better. <laughs>